This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly, so there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. You love to get your opinions out there, and we'd have a nice long conversation with you. We feel like we get to know you. We know how much you care. We know how much you work. Uh, So I would only imagine how much that performance, how much you guys put into it, to only feel how afterwards. Like, how, How have you felt the last 24 hours? Uh, I've been trying to get a grip on that, get a grip on how how I really feel. I think for, I think for me, it's I feel like disappointing. I would say frustrating, and I mean plenty more emotion. But I can just go off those. But I think it goes. It's bigger than just a loss this year, and just kind of just starting off one and zero, not beating the Packers. I think it's bigger than that. I think it goes back into last year. Some of the some of the frustrations last year, and I mean, I couldn't remember the last time I freaking won a game. So I think that part of it is the most frustrating part, just going, having that same feeling that we had last year. And I know with the new revamped team that we have, the new pieces that we've added, the work we've put in in the offseason, the work I've put in in the offseason as an individual to try to get better, to try to make my teammates better. And then to come out and have that performance, I mean, it was, it, it's not nothing that just sits in, sit inside of me any any way comfortable i think it's just i mean it's a frustrating at the end of the day i think and being a high level competitor i mean i want to win everything that i do is to win everything that i think we prepare for as a team is to win ball games when you don't do it and you go back and you watch the film and you see where you could have beat a team like that it, it makes it even makes it even worse but i think at the end of the day it's not too much we can do continue to i feel like figure out where we can be better. And I think we have a great opportunity on Sunday to take that taste out of our mouth. And I think a lot of people will forget about it for for a little bit once we start winning some ball games. So I think the biggest thing is just start starting to win some games, man. That, that's the most important thing. It's been real positive on these airwaves leading up to this game. Been real positive among yeah. among Bear fans, like people excited uh, do do you think you guys got a, a little too high or a little too feeling good about yourselves? I know some Bears fans feel like we got too high going into the game. I would say no. I think it wasn't 
I think it wasn't too many things that had to do with, I would say, like physical capabilities. I can say, and I can mean realistically, I can only speak for myself and the defensive side of the ball. I think things that kind of make you start kind of second guessing yourself, I think, especially the first game week one, I think you kind of look at like missed tackles, I would say on defense or lack of aggression. It's like, I don't think we showed any of that. I think we did a really good job tackling. I think we did a really good job stopping the run. Um, I think really just for for me, for the defense, I think it was more so just being more detailed in our assignments, more detailed in, I feel like, being together as as one with the Russian coverage. I think at times when there was some good um, some good moves made by the front, I think we allowed them to get the ball out too quick. And then when we were making them hold the ball on the back end, we weren't getting enough enough pressure. So, I mean, I don't think it's – I don't think it's anything that can't can't be fixed or that we got too high or anything like that. I think it's really just getting that unit together. And I think realistically, that was our first time all being together with the addition of Yannick, D-Walk being healthy, TJ and Tremaine being healthy, Bojack, Jaquan, like all of us being back together, going full speed, live, tackling, hitting, I mean, running around, I mean, adrenaline, bullets flying. I mean, it gives... It's it's a it's a different feeling versus just at practice. So I mean, realistically, I think it wasn't about being too high. I think it was just us going out there and being able to execute at a high level for the first time. You know what you said in that first answer is interesting, man. Like you got so you haven't won since October twenty fourth of last year. You finished with ten, mm-hmm. ten straight losses to end last season, and now you lost the first game this year. Mm-hmm. Does any worry creep in? Like oh damn, we're not as improved as I thought we were. No, that's all. I mean, it's only one game. I mean, if we lost another five straight, then it's like, yeah, yeah, things don't seem too different. But, I mean, losing losing one game, I think, yeah, I mean, I, I feel like it's hard to say. That. I don't think you're saying that to every team that's lost this. This past this past weekend. So, no, no, no. I mean, you, but you, you, you brought up the uh, the losing streak to end last year. That's the only reason I brought right, it up. Right. No, I mean, it's it's the complete reset. I think individually, some of the guys that were here last year feel that. Everybody on the team doesn't feel that because I mean, everybody's coming from different situations. I know TJ didn't wake up this morning feeling like, oh damn, like I ain't won a game in a minute. I mean, he was just in the Super Bowl. <laughs> sure. Edward, he wins ten plus games every season in Buffalo. So I mean, I know those guys aren't feeling the same way some of us who are feeling from last year. So, I mean, it's not, that's not a team thing. That's definitely a me, a me thing. Um, so, I mean, it's, it's hard to say if other guys are feeling that same way, but I know for me, it's been a long time since I won the game. You you mentioned the whole defense playing together. It's uh NFL preseason is changing every year, man. Like there were only three games and guys don't play a lot together. And then I know you had some practice. Do you feel like the changing nature of NFL preseason makes it more difficult to come out swinging in game one of the NFL? Man, I'm going to keep it real. I'm going to say no. And I think people get lost in like the preseason and what the preseason I think is for. And I feel like, from the outside looking in, people don't know how you really call a preseason game. Like, you can almost go in knowing that the other team's coordinator, I'm going to say offensive coordinator, he's going to call 50% runs, 50% passes. It's going to be predictable. They're going to run their base runs. They're going to run their base passes. Some teams might throw in a few double moves or a few um, 
I would say elite concepts, but that's rare. Nobody really shows their hand in the preseason. So it's not like we can go out here and say, oh, if all of our starters play, they'll be better. No, because at the end of the day, those teams aren't playing their best ball. And then it's like, I mean, that that's just the reality of it. So, I mean, when you get to week one, now the whole playbook comes comes alive. Now you're scouting. Now you're doing different things versus you just going out for a preseason. I mean, not too many people are watching film. Not too many people are just going back in years and years and trying to see, okay, well, how did he call this game? Like, no, nah, nobody, nobody really does that in preseason. It's just a – it's more of a physical thing to go out there. Of course, you want to make your hits, play disciplined football, and then I feel like it's more so for guys who don't have any league film or that needs – film to be able to get on different rosters. I don't think it's a preseason for guys to go out and just play high level, like high level football. That's not what, that's not what the preseason is for. So it's easy to blame it on the preseason, but at the end of the day, week one is week one. I mean, we've seen what the Cowboys did to the Giants yesterday. And I don't think that the Giants are just that bad of a team, despite what the score says. So it's like, you just go out there, you get those kinks out, you get on the same page, you figure some things out and then you go back to the drawing board. And I think the biggest week for improvement is week two from week one to week two some teams come out high some teams don't all right so in that vein as we're talking to Jalen Johnson and this is really good stuff man we're thrilled to have you back on the Parkinson Spiegel show here um what was the film review like today when you guys get the Hallis Hall I'm not for me it was it was a lot it was a lot better it's crazy my sound it was a lot better than I thought it was like looking at some of the especially on defense I can say um it wasn't it wasn't as bad, I would say, as I thought it as I thought it was. I think it was on some of the big plays, it was it was just like little it was it was little things. Even I, I know on the um I I can't call it what we call it, because I don't want to use that language. But on the long pass to the tight end when Jordan Love dropped the ball, it was one of those things where everybody kind of stopped and looked at the ball, do get behind. That's an explosive play that ended up leading to a touchdown. The next play, um, I would say. Well, hold on, Jalen. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Be, be creative. What? Give, give us an idea of what you call it. That lucky ass crap. I mean, what you what you guys <laughs> well, call I mean, it? So the play design and Green Bay, they're they're known for. It. It's called an oh shit, uh, oh shit pass. So it's like <laughs> right. bring the run. You can't yeah, say that. You can't say that. But go. go yeah, an oh crap, an old crap pass. So, to say it, so hey, I gave you what you wanted. Um, so pretty much the tight end blocks down, blocks down. He creeps out the back so in in that everybody's taking their keys reading the keys the ball drops everybody goes to the ball now they're not on on their keys and he gets behind that's one play that was explosive that led to another touchdown yeah um i would say before that they threw a throwback a throwback pass and it's like within that we're taught to run to the ball so you take the ball from one side of the field you throw it to the other side of the field most of your guys are on the other side of the field so it's like it's not. I mean, that was that was just. I would say that's a good a good play by them. Not too much that we can do. We got to try to get it down as quick as we can. But that's easier said than done. And then that led to a touchdown. Um, I think where where else were some things. I think on the third down. I know the very first third down, third and twelve. Yeah. We all week we were thinking, okay, they're gonna run deeper developing routes. Okay, we're gonna do this. We're gonna wait try to stay underneath, and then they throw a quick game, and then Slant picks up 13 yards. So it's like that normally isn't supposed to happen, and every time they threw that concept after that, it was an incomplete pass. So, I mean, I think that was that was a quick fix, but even those that first series, we gave up three third downs, and they ended up, ended up scoring 
on that. So just little, just little things, kind of just like one timers that happen. We're just like, okay, when we take those away, it's a whole, it's a whole different ball game. But I say all that to say that it's not like we just trying to figure out what we're going to do, or then we got to reevaluate everything. It's like, nah, we just got to knock out these few things, and we'll we'll be playing high level football. You you and mentioned a few of the you mentioned a few of the ones that we wanted to get to. Um, what about the the Aaron Jones touchdown where he ends up pulling up with the hamstring in the end zone? It seemed like it was man, and he ran away from T.J. Edwards. What what happened there? Uh, I mean, really, just that. I mean, we were a man. Um, we had Tremaine in the middle, and then he went to the I would say the passing strength side as he's supposed to, and then I think it was just more so of a leverage deal with with tj um and i think it that's kind of just comes with with time and that experience i think it hasn't been too many times where we got that specific combination to where they kind of drug our plugger out and then they bring somebody back across the middle so it's like he came a little too far outside he cut back across his face everybody else is guarding their man you look back and you catch the ball and shoot aaron, aaron jones is a good good fast running back as well so it's not it's not going to be easy to just get him down and wide open space so I mean some some of the things that they did were designed well and then some things we got to just do better technique wise to try to take away certain things according to pro football focus you Jalen Johnson gave up one catch on four targets for 13 yards that's nothing so uh, you feel like you personally played pretty well I'm gonna say I played solid. The only thing that gets me is that day one for thirteen on that freaking slant on the when we were playing that little soft zone. But I think for me, I mean, I'm, I'm gonna say it all year, and I've been saying it for a little minute now. Is I mean, I I, I want to get the turnovers. I feel like having a one catch for thirteen yards on four targets. I've done that plenty of times in in my career. I think for me, it's about finding ways to impact the game. We didn't have any turnovers, and I feel like there could have been. Um, some plays that maybe if I'm stripping the ball, if I'm getting the ball out, or even maybe on that slant, if I would have been a little slower out, I could have drove on it, and you, who knows what would have happened with that. So I mean, that that those numbers in a sense don't really move me. I want to I, I want to get interceptions. I want to get forced fumbles, fumble recoveries, should score touchdowns. I want to impact the game on on that level. Well, we support that in terms of the Bears' defense getting turnovers and also in terms of getting our friend Jalen Johnson paid. Yeah, then he'll take us to the islands <laughs> and get that big contract. Yeah. We don't have to pay our own airfare. Yeah. Hey, I didn't say that. We'll <laughs> hey, Jalen, um, what do you think of Jordan Love? As as a quarterback, like describe him as a quarterback from your perspective, if you would. I mean, I think it's hard to just describe describe him really right now. I think he doesn't have a big, a large enough body of work. Um, but I would say from the first game, I definitely feel like he took what we gave him at the end of the day, and I feel like there's not too much more you can you you can ask out of a quarterback with not so much experience. Um, so, I mean, really, I think he, he made the play he was supposed to make. He didn't turn the ball over. He threw, what, three touchdowns? So, I mean, I think really he took his time. They kept it simple for him. They ran a lot of more simple combinations, and he hit the guys that were open. Because, I mean, was the ball getting out fast? It seemed like it was, like in terms of the rhythm and everything. We were hoping the guy after Aaron Rodgers would suck, Jalen. That's what we were hoping pretty much. 
Oh yeah, I mean at the end of the day, it's it's a drop off, but I mean I feel like he's he's in the in the NFL too. He's he was drafted high in twenty twenty, so he's he's not a slouch. But I mean he's he's definitely not not too many people can be at the level of Aaron Rodgers. But at the end of the day, I mean he's still he was still a top quarterback in his draft class. He can still I would say play the play the game at a solid level. We're just waiting to see what level that is, what level he develops into, but. I think he did. He did get the ball out fast. He was making his reads, and I think Malafoy did a good job making making the game simple for him. I don't think it was him having to do too much reading or doing too much drop back and waiting and doing anything like that. But I definitely think we could have done a better job taking away those quicker windows and just eliminating some of those easy reads.